0: This is Harry Murray at Murray's Flash-Up in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's do our podcast for March for the smallmouth bass and also for the wild brook trout. Okay, this is really a very, very important month for both the smallmouth and the brookies. On the smallmouth these fish are already friend feeding i've got a friend that has caught a couple right nice smallmouth here on the north fork so i think we ought to take advantage of it while it's there i might even try to go this evening Um, the bass need to feed the water temperature is gradually creeping up and they need to feed now, the thing of it is, they don't want to fight real heavy currents in the riffles below the boulders and all that. That's a no-no. These things I call bank bay are the hot spots right now i've got them marked on the river in my mind places i've been fishing for many many years and i go back to these places now what i'm talking about is a bank bay this is when high water over the last many many years has carved back into the bank of the river might cut a a trough back in there as much as 10 feet sometimes i've got one right just came to my mind is 20 feet back in there so what the high water over the past years has carved back into these banks and these bank bays i'm calling them might extend down the river for oh sometime 20 feet well these are real hot spots because they are loaded with food They block the current off the bass, and the big bass will get back in there and feed. Now, the flies I had do the best with there, the Murray's Olive Marauder in a six, the Chartreuse Marauder in a six, and the Murray's Black Heavy Helgramite in a six. Those, well, and Ed Shank's White Streamer. Got to throw that one in there yet. Those are the ones I do the best good. Now, where I'm fishing these and having good success. I wade down the river about thirty feet out from where these bank bays meet the main flow. You with me on that now? So there's a cut back in the bank. Where that cut meets the main flow is where a lot of the big bass are caught. I'm wading down the river, I'll cast back into those bank bays And I'll strip it out real slowly, just as deep as I can get it. Some of those bank bays are much as all four feet deep. So the bass are back in there. They're feeding. And some of these are dandies. So I'll fish that bank bay and then I'll get out of the river sometime and move on down to the next one. So I sort of cheat on this. I go back to the same ones year after year after year. And... They're always producing. So don't overlook this on the smallmouth world. Now, March is a very important month on the wild brookies. Now, what happens here, we'll say early March, the Quill Gordon nymphs are growing like gangbusters. They're not ready to hatch yet, but they are coming close to reaching their full size. I don't know if you fiddled around with these nymphs, real nymphs, often or not, but the Quill Gordon nymph moves to the downstream part of the riffle. If you go down to the lower part of the riffle and just turn tip one up, my gosh, there are going to be Quill Gordon nymphs all over the place. And these will be—they won't be quite a size 14 yet. They're just not quite there, but they will be in about two or three weeks. So what I, the way I fish this, I come in from below and fish upstream dead drift with a Mr. Rapidan beadhead nymph. I'll cast that thing right up to the riffle itself and fish it dead drift, tr- trying to match those nymphs that are up in there. And this is very effective. Now, within two weeks after that, this Quill Gordon is one of the few mayflies who actually pops his wings, heads to the surface of the stream with his wings out. You know, most of them come up to the surface and then pop their wings and away they go. Not this guy. He comes up to the surface with his wings already out that's why if you look at this fly i call the mr rapidana Emerger, you'll see that i have actually put a wing on it and it is an emerging fly and that's going to start oh we'll say mid-march they're going to be coming up through there and they are very vulnerable to the brookies when they're coming sailing up through there then overlapping that emerging period, there are going to be a fair number of the adults that are going to pop out on the surface and ride the surface. So, although I'm using that Mr. Rapidan Emerger quite successfully, they're still going upstream, dead drift right below the riffle. All right. But still, the, since that Emerger is going up, I'm going to jump over and use the uh, Mr. Rapidan Parachute Dry in about a size 14 so march is hot as a firecracker and right now i've been on stream quite a bit here just in the last couple weeks the streams some of the streams still carrying quite a bit of water probably be better off to go up on the skyline drive and come down off the top Uh, because some of them are pushing pretty heavy water But they're right now. They're going to be over the whole month. It's going to be outstanding. Now the last I'd say two weeks of the month, we get the hatches of the little blue quills, and I use the blue quill mayfly in a sixteen and eighteen, and they're pretty generous to feed on top. Once these blue quills come, they they are here to stay, and they're. Usually write plentiful. Especially, pull your topo map and look at it. Especially those streams that have a southern exposure. I'm not going to name the streams. I'm going to let you find them. But pull your topo map and look at the streams that have a southern exposure. For some reason, this is where we get some real, real heavy hatches. A blue quill. And that's going to be on for practically another month. But I use the blue quill in the... 16 and 18 and I drop on down to 6x on that I'm not reluctant to go to that so between what's going on on the smallmouth and what's hap- breaking loose on the mountains I think October, this coming month March should be one of the finest months we have this year water levels are good now I'll talk about it a little later but the little yellow flies. now they're not going to see those yet but the little Yellowstone fly, which is in the nymph form, it's very, very fragile. We have not had ripping, roaring floods that have destroyed those little nymphs. So come the right time, and I'll tell you about that. They, uh, we're going to have plenty of little Yellowstone flies unless something happens between now and then. So this is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. If you have any questions on this, ring me at the Fly Shop five four o nine eight four four two one two. Thank you for being with us.